It's uh, 31 minutes after 6. This feature is brought to you by 91, investing for a world of change. COVID-19 chaos and extraordinary volatility notwithstanding was uh, gratifying for the team at 91 that the SA equity market recovered all its losses by the end of 2020. This year started strong with uh, every indication that we are all uh, well positioned for further recovery. So I spoke to Hans van der Berg, who is the co-head of the SA equity and multi-asset division at uh, 91 about the year that was, especially as it relates to equity markets. Have a listen. Yeah, I think it's 2020 was an extraordinary year. It's a year that we all would like to forget, but probably never will forget um, because of being sent back home, changes in the impact it's had on our personal lives um, across South Africa. For us as a team at 91, um, because we've got a global approach to managing money with teams sitting in various offices across the world, um, tech and how we set up our systems and how we communicate and interact with each other was actually quite seamless to, to work from home and to still dial in and, and be on calls with colleagues because that's sort of the, the, the environment we've been doing it for a while. Markets-wise, obviously not the volatile year. Um, we'll probably never forget March and April last year um, Speaking to some of our global colleagues, when, when markets crashed and and, and COVID nineteen uh, pandemic broke across across the world, um, you know, it's uh, we, we we realized that liquidity was drying up. Uh, global colleagues were talking about certain markets on the fixed income side where there literally weren't any bids, um, and they they needed or wanted to get out of positions. And then, as the conversation progressed over the weeks that followed, um, we realized that the size and the speed with which central banks reacted globally. And, the, and maybe that's something we learned in 2008 when they were ready or, or had a plan that they could implement much faster to inject liquidity and bids and markets started to normalize. And it's not often that you look back on 2020, a year where most geographies had negative GDP growth, maybe with China being the exception, that, that all the countries and economies went through a recession. But equity markets, where we stand today, are higher than, than where we were at the beginning of last year. So it's been an extraordinary year. It's March 24th, so how would you characterize the start of the year, especially from, you know, looking at our equity markets? Yeah, it's, it's, that's a very good question and, and, a, and a good point. Um, it's, it's that the South African equity market year to date, um, from the beginning of this year to March, as you, as you highlight, are, are up more than the developed market equity markets. Um, and our equity markets are up about 10%, and most developed markets are up only 5%. And but sort of to, to, to add to that is that the RAND is, is much stronger than what it was. I mean, in that whole COVID-19 pandemic and setup, we also got downgraded by the rating agencies. Uh, South Africa government bond rating uh, got downgraded to jump. And, and our RAND went all the way to 1819. And as we stand today, the RAND is below 15. Um, so, so to have your money offshore in hard currency versus local, uh, you would have been better off investing in, in the South African JC all share. And, and some of the sectors in our market, the resources sector, the retailer sectors, have done phenomenally well. I mean, they, they are up, resources are up to 12, 13%, you know, retail index is up over 20%. And, and therefore, there's, there's, there's a lot of opportunities on our local index. Right. I mean, I was looking at your 91 equity fund and the way your, you know, the domestic portion of your portfolio is put together is quite interesting. Um, take me through that in terms of how you've positioned the portfolio, especially as a team, to access some of those pockets of the market that you believe could perform well. Yes, as a team, and, and we're quite fortunate to have 
you know, very experienced, what we call career analysts, people who, who, who does research and, and analysis of companies bottom up from a bottom up perspective uh, for a career. Uh, that gives them the opportunity to do research on the company, the industry around the company, the macro that supports that company, those companies relative to each other, uh, go to financial statements, speak to management, speak to competitors, which puts us as fund managers on the front foot when we, when we have people who go into, into in-depth bottom-up research. And, but that, that's sort of when we hunt or look for these ideas, we, we like to invest in companies where the future earnings uh, profile of the company are being revised positively or higher. And we want to buy companies with an improving earnings profile at a reasonable valuation. And obviously, we want to avoid those companies that have got a, a deteriorating earnings profile. And, the, and the, the thesis behind it is we believe that what moves share prices is, is the market's one-year and two-year forward expectation of the earnings profile of, of a company. And as the market upgrades that earnings profile, the share price moves with it and, and obviously the opposite as well. So coming back to your question around the SA market, we've, we found quite a lot of those opportunities in what we define as the SA Inc. space. Uh, I've mentioned the retailers, uh, some of the industrial companies on the South African side, some of the banks. We are analysts second half of last year started indicating that the market is still too pessimistic on, on earnings expectations and, and that these companies are going to exceed consensus and market expectations from an earnings perspective and they were trading at incredibly attractive valuations. And to give you one or two examples of the stock like Truers and the stock like Motors, one being a retailer, the other one being in, in, in the industrial sector but more into vehicle sales. These companies, when they recently reported their half results, reported earnings numbers that were very close to what the market was expecting them to deliver on the full year. Uh, and, and if you expected a company to give you five grand earnings on the full year and you put a 10 PE multiple on it, the share should trade at 50 grand. But when these companies report that you show a five grand, the market realized oh, the earnings needs to go up to eight, nine, or 10 grand. And if you put a 10 PE on that, then the stock should be trading at 80, 90, or 100 grand. So some of these stocks have, have given. 40-50% returns uh, over the last 60 to 12 months. So we've allocated to that SA Inc. space, um, and we're also very positive on the resources space. Um, some of the platinum miners, where supply demand dynamics for platinum, palladium, and rhodium are still very supportive. Um, copper price is much higher than what people expected, but the spot miners benefit from it. The iron ore price, roughly today, trading at $160, are, are materially higher than what most, most people have got in their models. So this cycle of the market continuously upgrading the one-year forward uh, earnings expectations for these companies, we still think is intact. Uh, and therefore, we've allocated uh, a lot of capital to, to resources as well as some of, some of the SA Inc. opportunities. Right. I mean, a little bit earlier on, you were talking about where we are uh, right now. I mean, what is your, you know, expectations for the year in terms of the way central banks will, you know, continue to be supportive, the way you see, uh, you know, vaccine uh, rollouts affect different sectors? Are you expecting more of a stop start when it comes to the global economy, South Africa included, or where are you seeing things? Yeah, that's the crystal ball question. Um, <laughs> the honest answer to the crystal ball question is we don't have a crystal ball. Um, we can sort of, our view is, and, and I think consensus is views, it's not too far from it, that uh, you know, the size and the speed. In 2008, the, the central banks and the, the monetary and, and also fiscal stimulus that took place was to, to help out in the banking and financial sector. This time around, a lot of that cash went into the post box and into the bank accounts of consumers. So it's, it's a bit different this time around than it was in 2008, but the size and speed of, of injection of liquidity is, is, is unheard of. Um, and, and where we are now is, is the markets have obviously priced in a lot of a lot of the positive tailwinds that, that that brings. 
the, the balance between rollout of vaccines and, and third and fourth wave infections is, is what people want to get their heads around. Uh, who knows how, how, how many ways we're going to have? Who knows how effective um, the vaccines will be, how many variants of the virus we, we will still see? They, we all want to be positive about it and therefore believe that some form of normalization will increase the mobility for the services sectors globally to also recover as the manufacturing sectors have recovered. And that keeps on driving good growth, which is good for equity markets. And therefore, we continue to think that equity markets will, will grind higher domestically as well as globally. Uh, there's, there's obviously going to be volatility because it's consensus to be to be a negative on the dollar, therefore expecting a weak dollar. Uh, it's consensus that vaccines will be rolled out. It's consensus for central banks to stay as accommodated than they can. And usually when things turn consensus, you have to worry about what, what can potentially go wrong. So we, we're trying to stay close to the risks that are out there. I've highlighted some of the, some of the risks. And, and, and in the South African market as well, we, we, the jury is still out. I mean, we just spoke to Pepco management this morning, and, and they told us you know, they, they're still cautious on lending into the South African economy to consumers because we don't know whether the job loss effect has played out in the South African economy. We've got a, we had a, recent, a decent budget in, in February, um, you know, how can we execute on Mr. Mbwene's budget? Um, lots of good intent there, but we've seen since then that the unions and, and one or two other parties are not, are not too happy with the budget. So a lot of political will, but, but can we can we execute on, on, on all of that? And, and if we can, then yes, then it's a fantastic profile and, and the potential recovery for, for our South African economy that, that we can also look forward to. But as I said, there's also risks attached, attached to that. Too. So to summarize, I think we're fairly constructive. Um, and, and, and we think globally as well as locally, there will be pullbacks, there will be volatility, but, but we tend to think that markets continue to ground higher. That was Hans van der Berg, co-head of the SA Equity and Multi-Asset Division at 91. This feature was brought to you by 91, Investing for World of Change.